The following podcast contains spoilers and words like and gosh Mate, did we watch a thing this week? Yeah, we did. Hey, thanks for joining us. This is We Watched a Thing. As usual, that means he's Billy, I'm Topher, and man, I'm thirsty. You got you don't have a corona spare, do you, Billy? <laughs> Just let me grab out this bucket full where you can clearly see every logo on every bottle. <laughs> Uh, what do you think is the worst, uh, before we even get into this, what's the worst piece of product placement? Is the Corona in Fast and Furious worse than Bond now drinking Heineken? I mean, that one's pretty bad because taking Bond away from his drink of choice is, like, I would go so far as to say that it's a movie sin. The most overt movie product placement I can think of ever is... Which Jackie Chan film is it where Mitsubishi clearly paid for, like, the entire thing? <laughs> I can't remember which one it is, but it's, I mean, it's full on. At one point, I think a Mitsubishi goes flying through the air through a billboard for Mitsubishi. Yeah. I, wow. don't, th- I don't think I'm making that up. I think the smartest case is the Reese's Pieces in E.T. I think that that's done fairly cleverly where you almost go, oh, that's not product placement. <laughs> Kids love Reese's Pieces. Or Stanley Knives in Gone Girl. <laughs> I think th- I don't think they refer to them as Stanley Knives. I think they call them box cutters. Yeah. I mean, you know, whatever. Potato, potato. I found weird. I remember- I think we discussed on the episode that I didn't did. know what a box cutter was, and then I had a patron message me like, you know, that's a Stanley knife, right? <laughs> All right. Shall we get into into the episode proper? Okay. All right. This week, we are, we're feeling fast. We're feeling furious. We got the need for speed because <laughs> we checked out F9, also known as Fast and Furious 9, 2021 American action film directed by Justin Lin, who also co-wrote the screenplay with Daniel Casey. Uh, it's the ninth installment and the tenth full-length feature film in the Fast and Furious franchise. Stars Vin Diesel, Michelle Rodriguez, Tyrese Gibson, Chris Ludacris Bridges, John Cena, Jordana Brewster, Sung Kang, Michael Rooker, Helen Mirren, Kurt Russell, and Charlize Theron. <laughs> what is it about, Dove? Well, it's only going to be about one thing, isn't it, my friend? <laughs> Family. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I don't think there were enough utterances of family in this film. You feel this was light on family? Yeah, I do. I do. This is the first in, like, the ridiculous Fast and Furious franchise not to be written by Chris Morgan, who we came to know and love during our marathon a couple of years ago. Um, Tell you what, whoever wrote this really tried to match his level of ridiculousness. That's certainly true. You would not be able to tell this was a different writer. It's almost as if this was written by an AI that just got fed all of the other Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> it hits all the notes. It's got family. It's got cars. <laughs> uh, it's got a character at the beginning who I just absolutely did not realise was meant to be Dom. Same. Now, let me ask you something. I was thrown immediately... By the very old Universal logo, which they'd clearly even run through film grain and stuff. Was that purely because the opening scene takes place in the 80s? Was that was that why they went there? Did it really gear you up for time and place? Of, was it 1989 that we started in? I think that was it, yeah. 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 With a young Dominic Toretto, sounding like Dominic Toretto in fairness, because they used Vin Diesel's voice, but not looking like- Oh wait, a is young- that a, is that a true fact? They used his voice. 
I'm just assuming because the only way I could tell was that, oh, they've, I, I thought that, yes, definitely they've dubbed it. Right, yeah. Because I was, I was looking at this guy going, well, he definitely needs a cross around his neck because there's no other thing here that's <laughs> making me think that's a young yeah. Vin Diesel. He definitely did sound like him. He did not look like him at all. All of that, no. all of that early casting was terrible. <laughs> I remember what young Vin Diesel looked like. He was that guy getting shot in Saving Private Ryan and it, it was not this guy. Dude, quick question though. Do you know how old Vin Diesel is? I will say because I don't think I don't think you do know what young Vin Diesel looked like. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, we we first met Vin in was it Pitch Black for most of us? Yeah, that'd sound right. Yep. And I mean, this sounds strange, but at that point, he was an indie filmmaker. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So no, I don't know what young Vin Diesel looks like, but I don't think it was this guy, dude. Vin Diesel's fifty three. Hand over heart, my guess was going to be 54. He looks fucking incredible for 53. He's the exact same age as Statham. Hobbs or Shaw, same age as Toretto. Yep. Uh, Shaw, I believe, is Statham. Okay. Hobbs is The Rock. Have to take your word for it. And I mean that because watching this film and like a lot of characters from old films bob up, um, oftentimes without reason, um, <laughs> I realised that, like, we, when we did our Fast and Furious marathon- Yes. Not that far into the day, we were pretty loopy. Yeah. We oh, were pretty yeah. delirious. Watching this film, I was like, I know I've seen that character in one of these films, but I know nothing about them or what they did in these films. I had the exact same experience. So, I had such little memory. When- when Letty says to Dom that Charlize Theron killed little Brian's mother, I was like, isn't isn't Letty his mother? I completely forgot that there was- an- I actually went to work the next day after I watched this and our mutual friend Todd had just rewatched all of them. So, he gave me the lowdown. He gave me like a Days of Our Lives recap on the previous films, which in hindsight, I should have had before I went and saw this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Might have been better done in that order. Um, look, would it have had a particularly large impact on my enjoyment of this film? Going to say no. <laughs> I well, I didn't make. I didn't even make connections that are obvious in the film. Like the guy who is the kid from Tokyo Drift, our Hick guy. Yep. I didn't realize that that was him until at the end when him and Han had a bit of a moment. I was like. Oh, my goodness. That's that guy. <laughs> I realised it was him, I think, only because of his voice. But then when he and Han saw each other, I was like, oh, presumably they met before. <laughs> Just zero memory of that. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. Um, we, of course, also find out that Dominic Toretto has a brother. Early on in the film, Dom's son asks him, do you have a brother, Daddy? And Dom says, well, now that you mention it, (laughs) nine films in, I know. (laughs) Yes, I do. Literally the 10th film in the franchise and 20 years this year after the first one came out. Oh, wow. And we're just discovering that he has has a brother. I mean- Jordana Brewster is there being absolutely terrible as always. <laughs> Ironically, she's not in any of the flashbacks. So she's had her nine movies, but now that we see their childhood, she's strangely not present. <laughs> yeah, she was just absent from their childhood. <laughs> yeah. uh, possibly she got adopted late, which I get, you know, possible. Is she adopted? 
Well, I don't know. None of them look alike, do they? Well, yeah, that's true. None of them look alike. <laughs> I know families like that. It would be the most believable thing in the franchise. Yeah. Yeah. True. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what's staggering is that movies, bless them, can make even baseball seem really interesting. Oh, like I love ba- you. <laughs> I love baseball in a film. It absolutely rips, unlike in real life. Oh. Um, oval track racing apparently is a bridge too far. <laughs> there is nothing in this world that can save oval track racing. Even a car for almost no reason exploding in the middle of the air, like doesn't even hit anything. It just it goes up in the air and then poof explodes. Even that didn't get your engines going. Not one bit. <laughs> oval track racing can get in the bin. Learn to steer both ways, people. <laughs> can only turn left. <laughs> It's like a Zoolander car. Yeah. <laughs> um, you need to stop ripping on baseball because, come on, we've had fun at the baseball before, mate. I dragged you to a game and we had a good day. Um, You had a good day. Oh, mate. We ate hot dogs. It was good fun. Mm-hmm. I'm here for the food. <laughs> i got to say, early on in this film, and maybe it was the case, because we'll see how you feel before I, like, decide whether this is a thing that actually happened. At one point, I was like, is there a reel of this film missing? Because, God, it feels like it. Yeah, and yet it feels like they snuck some extra reels in, too. (laughs) (laughs) I think it was the first kind of set piece where they go to I can't remember where. Well, it's a made-up country. That's why you can't remember. Okay, yeah, they go to made-up country. Why why they go to a made-up country when they then go to half the other countries in the world don't know. Yeah. But they go to made-up country, and I was like, okay, so we're just into this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, didn't, I didn't miss anything. No, it's funny. It gets right into it, and simultaneously you have no idea what the story is until right at the end. <laughs> so they go to that country. It is explained why they go there. I'm sure that's not what you're talking about, is it? You're just talking about the editing Okay, so they were there because Kurt Russell's plane crashed. That's right. His plane went down there. <laughs> yep. And Kurt Russell was definitely a person who was in at least one of these films. Yeah, I I remember him. I believe he popped up in the sixth one, maybe the seventh. He was definitely in the eighth one. I know that. The eighth one is the one with Charlize Theron, right? And that's where they first meet Missendi from Game of Thrones? I don't know. <laughs> no, she's been around for more than- this is more than her second film, wouldn't it be? I don't know. She created the God's Eye thing, is didn't she? Isn't she like a, like a hacker programmer? The what? <laughs> you know, the, the surveillance system thing that can track any person anywhere at any time. And isn't that what Charlize was trying no, to steal? No, mate, that was, that was Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> <laughs> You've gone mad. <laughs> I'll tell you what, this film is probably more believable than Dark Knight Rises. Oh, wow. I mean, mean, come on, come on. They send every single cop they have, every single- There's not a single cop left in Gotham, and they get locked underground for, like, three months, but they come out, like, clean-shaven, well-fed. Yeah. Wasn't a great plan. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, okay, no, I'll tell you why Dark Knight Rises is more believable than this film. Getting towards the pointy end of that first uh, action sequence in Made Up Country, as we know, if Michael Bay and Obi-Wan Kenobi have taught us anything, 
It's that one must have the high ground. Yes. <laughs> Tyrese Gibson, literally in like a hole. Yeah. Takes out like seven guys. Yeah. Yeah. That actually was less believable than than Dom and Letty crossing the canyon. Oh my god. The- that was fucking amazing. When when the bridge <laughs> goes down and they somehow hook onto a rope. I have no yeah. idea how that happened. And then the rope somehow flicks them up. And then we had just seen a flashback of his father's car exploding in midair for no reason. Hadn't hit anything. This car gets rolled over and over, smashing against the side of the cliff. Totally fine. Not a scratch on them. You know what I thought when it happened? What? Less believable than Kuzco going up the cliff <laughs> in Emperor's New Group. <laughs> With the bats in the mouth. With the bats in the mouth. <laughs> but also kind of incredible. But you know what I will say about this movie? And look, these movies have been leaning this way for a very, very long time. This is no longer a movie about street races. This is a comic book film, like through and through. This is in the same realm as the MCU now. And I like that they at least addressed that with with old mate Tyrese fully believing that they are invincible and that they are special. Like, I know that it was almost on the nose meta, but you kind of have to do that at this point. It's getting so silly. <laughs> Wouldn't it have been great if- if you went into Chloe Zhao's new film, Eternals, <laughs> and, like, the trailer they'd done was just this weird hook to get people in, and then the movie starts, and it was F9. <laughs> and F9 are the Eternals. You know what would be amazing? Chloe Zhao doing a Fast and Furious entry. That's <laughs> not what I need from Chloe. <laughs> I mean, nor is the MCU, but, like, whatever. I mean, sure, go get paid. <laughs> Getting back to the end of that sequence, Billy, gotta love the casual cross over the shoulder <laughs> as the first hint that this is Dobbs brother watching. If, you're oh. like, if you hadn't seen the trailer and you or you didn't know, whatever, it's like the um, you know, the jewelry equivalent of just hanging onto the coat over one <laughs> shoulder. I'm just gonna flick my necklace back here for just in case there's a camera behind. <laughs> Who does that? I I put like. I I am I don't know if you know this about me. I am a necklace wearer. I have to take mine off when I'm shirtless because I don't like when it sometimes flicks behind me to the back there. It gets very irritating. Who does that? <laughs> it makes zero sense. <laughs> it makes almost less sense than going to space in a car, but in we'll car. get there. <laughs> yeah. Okay, on a on a scale of a global scale of shit haircuts. Yeah. Which is worse? The was it the what did Charlie's have in the film she was in? Did she have braids? They were bad, whatever they were. <laughs> I have What's zero worse, memory. That or the bowl cut she's now rocking. Yeah. Yeah, it's not good, is it? <laughs> That's a choice. <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming that they did that to her as punishment in her glass box, right? That would make sense. I mean, there's no way she did that to herself. <laughs> Or maybe she did. Maybe that. Maybe it's one of those things where you try cut your own hair. Because <laughs> that's what it looks like. Yeah. I mean, at some point, someone's going to be the first to go, you know what? It's about to come back and I'm going to be ahead of the game. <laughs> the In fact, I mean, my, look, it will shock you to hear my finger's not exactly on the pulse when it comes to hair <laughs> trends. Maybe it's already happened. I, you know what? I don't think I've ever seen you with different hair than what you have now. I've known you for, what, like 15 years? And I don't think your hair has ever changed. 
that would be right because you we met just after that period in my life when I would periodically wake up with a stonking hangover <laughs> and a shaved head because at some point in the night I was like, you know what? Don't want to do my hair in the morning. Um, but no, you're right. I've been sporting this haircut um, since the year Fast and Furious came out. So much so that do you, do you still drive over to the next state where you used to live to get your hair cut or have you finally stopped that? I finally stopped. I had um, I was very loyal to that hairdresser. You really were. I liked them. I, I liked them a lot. They were good. My head has drastically changed over the period that you've known me, sometimes from month to month. <laughs> but you've actually always had the same haircut. It's just what state it's in. I guess. I did go through a phase of trying to do it up a little bit. I remember that week. <laughs> <laughs> nice call. I'll give, I'll give the movie props here. Nice callback in the flashback street race between the Toretto's when Dom says, too soon. Yeah, and he cracks out the noz. Yeah, exactly. I was like, ah, yep, well played. I remember old mate doing that to <laughs> old, mouse guy. Older mate. <laughs> yeah. I must say, too, I know that um, obviously this chapter is more ridiculous than any we've seen lately. And, and particularly, yeah, there's a lot of big action scenes. There's also a lot more cars than we've had lately. I do feel like this movie is starting to return to the roots of what the original Fast and Furious was about. I did think that as they were charging about, I think it was probably the Edinburgh sequence. I was like, oh, wow, this is not not so much the ultra magnet whatever stuff. <laughs> yeah, that was but, fucked. But aside from that, it was like, oh, there's actually a bunch of cars driving around here. This is actually kind of fun. Yeah, like there were a lot of action sequences. And I must say, I think most of the action in this film is pretty good. I Like, I think Justin Lin has really- upped his directing game from, you know, the last few. I actually think this was a pretty nice looking film and the action sequences were shot well, they were edited well, and they were mostly set around cars. Look, you can't say the return to reality. Oh, fuck that would no. be <laughs> That would be a stretch. But certainly it did feel more tactile, if you like, yes. than, you know, those scenes in whichever one it was where they'd taken control of every car computer and cars are just like- tumbling out of car parks and it was just looked i mean it was a cartoon yeah yeah i mentioned earlier that they do go to a bunch of actual countries uh in this film one of them being japan where they meet a japanese woman who has a sword because of course she does yes <laughs> because racism <laughs> yes <laughs> we we know this from films that um Japanese people fight with swords. That's 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 what they do. That's what they have access to. It's how it's their preferred method of um, fighting. <laughs> this is what I've learned from movies. Yeah, the same that you know if they'd come to Australia, fucking boomerang in the face. I mean, you walk down the street in Australia, you're either going to cop a boomerang or a crown lager in the face at some point. Yeah, or a kangaroo will punch you. <laughs> yeah, that happens. You got to be <laughs> you got to be careful of those. Do you have many around your suburb? Oh, God, yes. Dude, we have so- You've got to be careful when you're walking the dog because they get cranky at dogs. <laughs> mm. No, I'm quite friendly with the ones up on the ridge above our place. We have an understanding. This thing, like, legit does take in more countries than a Bond film, though. Like, we've got made-up country, we've got Japan, we've got England, we've got Georgia, we've got Scotland. We presumably briefly have the US right at the beginning. Yeah. I'm going to say too much. I was- 
a bit like, okay, yeah, great. It's another aerial shot with the name of a city on it. Like, exactly. Yep. Sure. I also think, you know, because they've started doing that the last couple of these movies, but this one in particular really felt like, how the fuck did they get here? <laughs> like, how, you know, the first country they go to, where at first Dom is like, no, I'm not going. And then he's like, family. And he rocks up at the airport. It looks like a private plane they're getting on, yeah? Yeah, that's definitely just a charter vehicle. Do these guys have a chartered plane? The question of where of how these people fund their lives in these <laughs> films is a really good one. Like, Kurt Russell is a secret agent, literally named Mr. Nobody. He sent them an encrypted message, not even through his secret agency, only directly to these people. It's not like his agency is funding this flight. <laughs> like, how the fuck are they paying to get to this country? I could not tell you. Ridiculous. <laughs> Maybe, like, are they still looking after that sandwich shop from the first <laughs> film? What's the income stream like from the sandwich hut? Well, maybe that's what uh, Jordana Brewster is up to. Um, look, having said that there are parts of this film that do feel far more tactile and like, yeah, cool, you actually filmed some cars. Um, and getting back to Chris Nolan films involving a pointy-eared person, when Nolan flipped a truck- it was awesome because the dude flipped a truck yeah. and it was awesome. Yeah. This was far less cool. I agree. I think most of the CG in this film isn't terrible. I think it's it's a lot better than previous entries. There was one shot in particular which was fucking awful and it was when a car flips and Letty leaps off it and she's like in midair, like arms out and it's like, that is some green screen shit. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people jumping from one vehicle to another in this film. Oh, heaps. Which, look, I've never tried it. I'm going to say it's pretty hard. I don't reckon you could do it. <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to say this, but they clearly at one point gave some thought to the outer space sequence because they go to- sp A couple of them go to space yeah. in a car, no less, and I give them props for being like, all right, if we're going to do this, if we're going to go to space in a fast film- Yeah, it's going to be It has to car. be in a car. Yeah. Um, well, well done, you guys. I was then just sitting there going, well, this thing is not rigged up for re-entry. Yeah. They're just, they're just going to burn up. Yeah. Like, obviously, we'll just skip re-entry and we'll <laughs> see them again. And then they're like, out there they were, knocking on the front door of the International Space Station. Yep. Yep. My favourite part of that whole sequence is before they go to space, when Ludacris is trying to explain how the logic of it works to Tyrese. And he literally says at one point, as long as we obey the laws of physics, we'll be fine. I'm like, oh, well, that won't be a problem in this franchise. Yeah. For the first time, we've decided to care about the laws of physics. Yep. <laughs> Amazing. You know what? Like, before we, before we go any further, before we get to our scores and stuff- this is truly a movie of context, you know, like, you need to see this movie under the right circumstances. You know how there are those movies that you watched as a kid at a slumber party with a group of friends and you're all throwing lollies at each other. And even though the movie wasn't good, you'll always remember it as that fun movie. Uh, that is absolutely what Fast and Furious has become, you know, and- my wife and I were so keen. We were baby free. We went to date night at the fabulous Dendi Premium Lounge, who have upped their whole menu game, mate. They have Crankshaft now. Hello. So, almost five minutes into the movie, I was out getting my second and then third beer because I was like, I'm, I'm going to need something to get through this. Wait, so how many times did you visit the bathroom during the film? Heaps. <laughs> <laughs> 
but I, I would have done that anyway. And then you're like, I'll drive home. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so, like, you know, I I just had I had a great time with this movie. I've got to say, um, there's a point in this film where where I think it goes to a dark place, but you've got to be willing to um take a bit of a leap. Yeah. When what's her name? The Toretto girl. Wow, what is her name? That's going to bug me. Mia! When Mia turns up, she says to Dom, if I'm recalling right, if, if, if I'm remembering this correctly, she says to Dom, don't worry, the kids are with Brian. Yes. It's because she poisoned the kids <laughs> and hence they're with Paul Walker. I had the same thing and I was like, what is going- So- I keep forgetting, because in this universe, Brian's not dead. Brian's alive. He just- he took the other fork in the road. He's just in retirement. But so- so she still lives with him, does she? Yeah. Right. I was very confused at that moment as well, and I was like, wait, so little fucking four-year-old bride is looking after the rest of the kids? Or like, what is- did she murder the kids? I was really, really confused. You know what came to mind when she said it? Is that scene in Downfall where the Nazi lady is making the kids bite down <laughs> on the cyanide pills? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> then, then right at the end, right at the end of the film, th- speaking of the little kids, when Letty came up, when they're like, they're back, like the adventure's over, they're back at home having, having a barbecue as they do. And, and Letty comes up to the little kid and says, daddy's got a question for you. I fully expected Dom to say, do you want a Corona? <laughs> I mean, honestly, that shot when they first rock up at the barbecue, and we've already seen Corona in the film. There have been several Corona sightings already. When you see that giant bucket and they're so perfectly placed with every Corona emblem at the front of that bucket and like- it would have been meticulous. It's like when you see the behind the scenes of McDonald's commercials and they're filling the fry container with like, you know, flour foam so they could perfectly place each fry in. It was ridiculous. <laughs> so you've just got me on a track here. So at the very end, when they're like, when the other car is coming up to the barbecue, is that Brian? Okay, I'm, I'm not going to lie, had kind of mentally checked out. And I was uh, initially, I was like, okay, so is, is John Cena turned That's up what I thought. I thought it was thing. John Cena, but if it was but John Cena, it, we would have seen him. Yeah, as it pulled into the driveway, I was like, oh, okay, it's, it's, it's Brian who's, you know, with the kids <laughs> in heaven. <laughs> too soon, mate. In the words of Dominic Toretto, too soon. <laughs> See, because in, in my head, he's dead. Like, I mean, I, I completely forget that in this universe, I guess he's still around. But, yeah, then it is weird when he's not rocking up to Thanksgiving. <laughs> All right. So, how are you scoring F9? Um, look, in the grand tradition of these films, it's big, it's loud, it's silly. It completely succeeds on that front. Um, as I've said to people before, the thing that people who love this franchise- Whatever it is that they get out of it, I don't. Like, I didn't. I didn't have a miserable time watching this, but but it's just, it's just not my jam. (laughs) 
Four out of ten. <laughs> I have a very interesting relationship with Fast and Furious because in many ways I'm much the same as you. I don't like a big, loud action movie. Like, my go-to is a very quiet, introspective character study when I'm looking for a film to watch. For some reason- Like Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's different. That's a fucking classic. For some reason- these movies, for the most part, get me. They're not all successful, and I think this is the best one in quite a long time. I'm not a fan of the first three. I am I like the fourth one, the fifth one, sixth and seventh and eighth kind of lost me. This one got me right back. I, like, I'll go, I'll go see Fast 9, when, Fast 10 when they all go to space. <laughs> you know, Fast 10, your seatbelts for Fast 10 because I'm mm. all in for it. For for dumb stuff going to space, really, what I want is Jason. You want X. Jason, yeah. I, That's what I, I, know, I want. Mate. I know. <laughs> I, I'm a six. This just passes for me. Like, oh, it's not a good movie by any stretch. It's not a good movie, uh, but it's a fucking spectacle. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Look, one thought that I had was certainly that if the Fast franchise was my jam, I'd have been having an absolute ball with this film. I've got, like, I, I, I really feel pretty confident in saying that if you're a fast person, yeah, then Fast 9, you are going to really dig. Yeah. As I said, for me, it's clearly the most meta of the franchise as well. This is the one that really just goes, yeah, this is what this is. This is now a comic book franchise. It's no, like, there is just no reality here at all. So, just fucking embrace it. So, yeah, I had fun. <laughs> All right. In the meantime, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do that at wewatchedathing.com or wewatchedathing at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all under the handle at wewatchedathing. If you want to help support the show, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash wewatchedathing, and we'll catch you next week. Watch a movie, folks. Watch a movie, folks.